Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Liza, Tony, Rachel, and Adam. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hey. Okay. So tonight we're going to talk about something that probably won't happen again, which is that me, Tony, and Rachel all took cruises within about a month of each other. I went on the dream on a four-night during Thanksgiving out of Port Canaveral. Tony did a Star Wars cruise, a three-night on the dream as well out of Canaveral. And then Rachel did something. I've never been on the Wonder. You went on the Wonder out of Galveston, and that was a seven-night Christmas week. So we thought we would share some highs and some lows about that cruise, and maybe you guys can learn something from it for your next cruise. So I'm going to start right away with something that is near and dear to my heart, which is food. Rachel, tell me what your highlights for were as far as food goes. Well, my favorite restaurant was Tiana's Place. I was, I looked forward to going to this, but I was blown away. When you walk in, it's actually like you're walking into her restaurant from the movie. And um, she walks around the restaurant and engages with everyone. They have the crawfish crooners performing throughout the meal. And it- Wait a minute. What is that? Is that like a band? Yes, it's a band. Okay. Um, And they were absolutely fabulous. Like the guy sitting on- bucket I think are still kind of playing and the the piano and um, there was one on the piano and I can't remember what the other instrument was they were playing uh, maybe banjo no what's the big thing is there a cello no it's not a cello what's that called a bass a I big stand-up bass yes that thing yes oh, Tony way to go you can tell I was not in the band um but just the theming in the restaurant was fabulous now the food they advertise it as you know like creole and cajun food it was a little i mean it the food was good but it was it was nowhere near new orleans if you think you're going to get some new orleans type food um they just don't spice it like they do there and i'm i'm sure that's because you have people traveling from all over but the right uh, i've honestly i think it might be my most favorite restaurant in all of disney that i've ever been to as far okay. as theming goes. And we should mention that each of the ships has three r- restaurants in their main rotation for dinner and that Tiana's is only on the Wonder, correct? Yes, it's only on the Wonder. And on our second night, they had a Mardi Gras party okay. at the restaurant. And that involved everyone getting up and doing a parade with all the servers, the um gentleman who was in charge of you know the head what's the head guy called tony not the your server but you know the head guy over the whole restaurant the head server head server yeah he led the parade it was honestly um i I just can't explain how wonderful it was and they had beignets but the cute part was we missed tiana the first go around and so the head server came by and I was like, you know, my son missed Tiana and he really wanted to see her. And then she came back by and after she left, he looked at me and goes, mom, she's hot. <laughs> uh, and he never said something like that. I was just stunned. I think they're opening a Tiana's restaurant at Disney World. Does anyone know if that's true? Yeah, they're putting one at the new Reflections at Disney Lakeside Lodge hotel that they're still building which is you, n- near fort wilderness and wilderness lodge 
That's sort of an interesting location considering that there's a whole resort themed after Louisiana, New Orleans. Yes. That's not going there. Okay. <laughs> it is well, very odd. I think we've all agreed that reflections, we don't understand the concept yet, so I'm sure it'll fit in somehow. Yeah. Um, Chris, Chris, it's completely obvious. You know what it is. What? It's Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge. Ooh. And it just makes me relaxed when I say it. You need to get a job at Disney. That could be your retirement plan. You and Cheryl could move down to Orlando and you could do the voice thing. You could do the voice for the tram. Keep if your only. hands in. I, w- I wish. <laughs> Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the tram right now. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go to Tony. Tony, tell us about your favorite meal while you're on your cruise. Well, first off, I have to to go back and and just clarify something. You said I was on a Star Wars cruise. I was not on a Star Wars cruise. It was just a plain old three-night out of Port Canaveral. Um, Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. That's okay. That's right. You've done a Star Wars in the past. The Star Wars cruises are on the seven-night cruise. cruises on the fantasy okay um but uh my favorite meal uh because we our our itinerary even though it was a three-night bahamian we did not stop at nassau which most of the three nights uh, have two stops one in nassau one in castaway key ours did not stop in nassau which means we got a sea day and my favorite thing about sea days is it means that paolo is open for brunch So my favorite meal, even though it is not a part of the rotational dining, uh, was our Paolo brunch. It is more food than any one person should be allowed to eat. Um, Normal cost for Paolo is $40 a person, which does not include gratuity. Uh, Because I am a gold castaway, I'm sorry, a platinum castaway club member, all adults 18 and over in my party got a free meal. uh, So we did not have to pay the $40. Is that true at uh, Remy as well? Um, I know you get the Paolo meal. I do not believe you get anything at Remy. Because I would be at Paolo like every single night. Well, don't forget, only one of those is free. Oh, darn One, it. one per person. Go. If but, I could go every night, I would go. There's no question. Is it one brunch is free and one dinner or just one? One, one Paolo meal because they're, they're both okay. the same price. Uh, I prefer the brunch because the brunch has a wide variety of food. You can go back as many times as you want. They have a buffet uh, with all sorts of Italian uh, food and and other kinds of of seafood and whatnot. And then once you go through the buffet, they bring you an entree, uh, a soup, a flatbread, whatever whatever you want. They will just continue feeding you until your pants burst. That's a great image. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, it is my favorite meal. Um, you know, I, I do like Animator's Palette as far as the uh, regular dining rotation goes because I enjoy the interactive show with Crush. Um, but my my favorite meal this cruise was uh, was Paolo, and it is the only restaurant in which I do not get a Mickey bar for dessert. Okay, what do you get? You get the uh, souffle. Uh, no, they don't do the souffles for lunch. Okay, uh, but they have an entire dessert table. So it's it's which dessert don't I get? <laughs> Tony, what's the attire for the brunch? Well, here's here's where it kind of gets dicey. Um, Paolo, the, the official uh, clothing is uh, you know slacks and uh, a collared shirt. However, they have been letting for the past few years people in with uh, nice jeans. Uh, they don't allow sneakers. Um, but if you have jeans and a polo shirt for lunch, you are fine. Once you get to dinner, it is more, you know, dockers or, you know, khakis or slacks 
uh, with an Oxford and a tie for men and usually an, a nice dress for uh, the women. Okay. I, I think they should keep the dress code nice. It gives you an excuse to dress up nice for dinner. Not that you really need one on a cruise, but it's kind of nice. I agree. Okay. And I've actually, have I seen a picture of you in a tux? Yes, you have. A tux and a Mickey bar because I'm classy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. All right. So I'm I'm going to go with mine, and I think it's pretty obvious. I do love Palo. There are some rotational dining options I don't like. I don't like the, is it Royal Court? Is that what it's called? Oh, I don't like Royal Court either. I've never had like a good Royal meal in there. Court or the Royal Gar Enchanted Garden. Enchanted Garden, I've, I always seem to miss out on because I go to Palo. And Royal Court, I never miss out on, and I've never had a good meal there, which is really disappointing. Anna Ray's Palette on the, the cruise we were on was great, but, you know, Royal Court was just so-so. And we had Thanksgiving dinner there that night, which wasn't, you know, wouldn't have been my first choice. Um, not to complain, actually, the turkey was good, I have to admit. Um, but, okay, so mine was Remy. I mean, that's, if you know me, you, you know that I like to have a little bit of a different, kind of dining experience and Remy was fantastic. I mean, first of all, it's beautiful, but everything on that ship is gorgeous. So, you know, that's beside the point. Um, the service was just incredible. It was amazing. You go in there and they give you a little like complimentary cocktail, which was very strong. And, you know, then you just start, you have two different sides of your menu. You've got an American side and a French side. I took the French side. My husband took the American side it's basically, even the American side is like very, very like, like high end cuisine. You know, it's not the everyday thing that you're going to eat. Um, and it's a lot of seafood on both sides. There's a beef for your entree, which I think I would skip and ask for the lobster again, because that lobster ruined me for all lobster. I'm not even kidding. I will never order lobster again. I'm okay. That's maybe not true, but I mean, it was the best lobster I've ever had. It was buttery. It was sweet. It was phenomenal. And I kept thinking of Adam going, this must be Maine lobster because, you know, he's always telling us there's a difference. So. Was it? Did it say it was? It did. It did. And I had lobster in two of my courses. I think they were like seven or eight. I mean, it's a lot of food, but the servings are so tiny that you don't really get full. Um, <laughs> But I, yeah, I, I had it at least two of mine. So dessert was good. It was like a dark chocolate kind of boost and architecturally weird thing. I think the key to Remy is to go ahead and if there's something on the menu that maybe you don't like, maybe ask them to modify it or, you know, ask for a different type of course. Cause like my entree, my beef, if you've ever had a steak in France, they basically just sort of like show the steak the top of the stove and then they walk away with it completely raw. I mean, like it, I don't know that it ever touches. So my meat was like, and I like a rare steak, but it was, this was like just much further along. Um, it was barely cooked and there actually was like some raw meat on it as well. Like there was like a little like um, steak tartare and I ate that. It was okay. But I mean, generally speaking, I like my meat cooked a little more, but it was phenomenal. Chris, I was going to ask you if you had by any chance seen that Chef Arnaud, who is the lead chef at uh, Remy, was just named one of the 10 best chefs in the world. Oh, no. I, I mean, I, I did actually see that. 
Um, and I can totally see why, because it's amazing. I mean, I know that not everybody likes that kind of food and it's $125 a person now, but it was very good. Yeah, I find it very interesting that the uh, that Chef Arnaud is the advising chef and the actual chef who crafts all of the meals is Scott Hunnell, who is the lead chef at Victorian Alberts. Oh, really? Yes. So, okay, this is going to be a dumb question, but neither one of them are on the ship, right? I mean, some other guy is cooking your food. Correct. It's a guy named Larry. <laughs> Actually, our chef did come out and talk to us, and he was very, like, he was very sophisticated. He was. And they had amazing wine there too. And it wasn't overpriced. I think my glass, oh, you know what I had? Because I like Star Wars. I had the um, Lucas, is it the Lucas Vineyards? The George Lucas, he's got Skywalker. like. Yeah, Sky Skywalker Ranch. Skywalker I had, Ranch. I had one of his, um, like a red wine. It was really good. But it was $30 a glass. And Kevin was like, he was like, oh, my word, you know, but, but it you was know a what special you had? night. Was it a Merlot or? It was a Merlot, yeah. And it was good? It was, it was amazing. I could have had two, but then they gave me that one drink beforehand. So I thought, well, both of these, and I don't want to embarrass myself. So How long were you there? Like two and a half hours, three hours maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I will tell you one thing. The, so some of the seats are like tables for four or tables for two, but some of them are these like little banquettes for two so you're sitting next to each other but because it's like a little round or little semicircle, it's sort of just like an odd way to sit so we were laughing because it was like you're not looking at the person you're eating with although conveniently you could touch their food and grab it so I mean that was nice but yeah it was that was the only thing that I thought was a little you know I would have liked to be able to see Kevin and see his reactions and 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 you know that kind of thing but we had fun. It was great. It was like a perfect night for us. It was the second night of our cruise. I had always wanted to go there and I could never find anyone who would go with me because like, and I've only been on the dream and the fantasy with, um, before this cruise with other agents, like for work functions, but I couldn't find anyone who would go. So I told Kevin, when we booked the dream, I said, we are going on, you know, we're going to Remy. And he of course didn't object because he likes different food as well. So um, it was good. Worth every penny. We yeah, were so find, happy when we left. We were like, yay. <laughs> so. I, I find it interesting that they utilize Remy for, they do a lot more than just uh, dinner. Yeah. Uh, they also have a, a champagne brunch. Uh, and then they have uh, a dessert experience, which is a five course dessert menu. Ooh. Uh, where you also get to talk to the executive chef and pastry chef. Oh uh, my and goodness. I guess they, they guide you through the meal. Yeah. And then they have a wine tasting, uh, which is small plates of gourmet cuisine with a six course wine tasting where you get to talk to, once again, the executive chef and the sommelier. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, but like you said, it is pricey. Uh, dinner's $125. The champagne brunch is $75. Uh, there's a $30 charge when you add the champagne. Although I guess $75 for the champagne brunch, but then you have to add the champagne pairing. So I don't, I guess you're paying for the champagne twice. I don't know. I don't get it. Oh, that's weird. Uh, yeah. $50. Well, maybe somebody, some people might want to do the brunch without any alcohol. I could see that, eh, especially in the middle of the day, you know. Right. And uh, the dessert experience is $60 and the wine uh, pairing is $50 and uh, that can be booked on board. And then did you guys meet with your sommelier? 
We did. It was actually a woman, which I thought was kind of cool. Because I did not know that once you're on board the ship, you can actually meet with the, the sommelier in the wine room to pre-select your wines for your dinner. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, she came out. She talked to us. And, you know, like I said, and I'm not a wine person. Like, I don't know a ton about it. I just know what I like. I'm sure we were like the dud table because I don't even rem- I don't think Kevin got anything. Absolutely worth it. And, you know, if you're paying that much for a cruise, you might as well take advantage of some of the more interesting things to do on the ship. And to me, it was worth it. So, okay, the next thing we want to talk about is what was the top entertainment experience you had on your cruise? I'm going to go ahead and talk to Rachel first. We actually only attended two of the live shows that they did in the theater. We saw the Golden Mickey's. And we saw Frozen. We did not get to see um, the dream show. I will say this. uh, Frozen blew my mind. And I was not expecting that. It was, I thought it was fabulous. The the singers, the, the person who was Elsa, she hit every note and gave you chills. It was honestly probably the best live performance I have seen at Disney World or on I've been on the fantasy and on the wonder Um, one neat thing though we we met a lot of families or parents who had kids on the boat Uh, the entertainment crew had just got on the boat in November and so we learned a lot about how you know these the actors got their roles like some of them went to Toronto and tried out some went to New York and then they practiced and practiced and practiced. Then they bring this whole new, brand new crew, not just a couple. It's a whole brand new entertainment crew. And they do, you know, all three shows. And they're going to be on, they got on in Galveston. And they're going to be on until May when the Wonder goes to Hawaii. And then all of a sudden Disney lets them off the boat in Hawaii which I thought was real interesting that they didn't end their crew back on the mainland, but they end it in Hawaii and then Disney pays to fly them back to the, um, the States, which I thought was just fascinating. But this crew was brand new and they were absolutely wonderful. So if you happen to be on the wonder, do not miss frozen. Now I I could have, Tony, do you like the golden Mickey's? I love the golden Mickey's. Do you? My, Cheryl and the girls skip it. Okay. They've seen it enough times now, but I love Ensign Benson is my favorite uh, host of the show. I'm really worried what they're going to do when Bob Iger retires because they're going to have to, you know, uh, e- either modify that scene or get rid of the Golden Mickeys altogether. And I, I can't get enough of the Golden Mickeys. Really? Well- so nice, actually. <laughs> Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have anything to add to this. So thank you, Tony. <laughs> well, I, I, I haven't seen Frozen at Disneyland. Have any of y'all seen the Frozen live show at Disneyland? Yes. I have. Yes, it's so good. Is it? Is, is it similar to the one on the cruise ship? So I think the puppet I is the same. I don't know isn't it? because I skip all the shows. I'm what not about you, lie. Tony? What you skip all the shows? I I do. I they weren't doing Frozen when I was on the Wonder. Okay, all right. Well, all I can say is go see it. Do not miss it. And um, even my son said it was his favorite, and he didn't want to go. He threw a fit because I was making him leave the kids' club to go see it. I have to say that I would probably go see that, and the reason why 
is that the one in Disneyland is phenomenal. The girl who played Elsa, her voice was like, it was so amazing. And, you know, she's singing that live. And I actually kept asking Mandy, I was with Mandy. I'm like, is she singing live? Cause how can she be that good? And you, I, I just can't imagine having that kind of talent. So I might go see the one on the cruise and I, I, yeah. Well, uh, you know, Rachel, I, I respect your opinion, but I have to tell you that if you ever make it onto the dream now, I've been, on, I've done the grand slam. I've been on all four of the ships. I go to all the shows. Is that what they call it? That's the Grand Slam. You're super fancy. Okay. I am. The Beauty and the Beast stage show. Now, I want to say it's the new show, but it's been around since the end of 2017. Beauty and the Beast on the Dream is amazing. I've seen Disney on Broadway. This is on par with, if not better, than some of the Broadway performances I've seen. Um, The stage is, the, the, the set, design is amazing um you know when you look at the fact like uh like rachel said you know these these performers do if they're on a seven night cruise they know three or four shows um and they're performing in the nightclubs a lot of the dances and the routines and they don't do just one show they know every show they're understudies for multiple roles these people have a lot going on yeah but when you see them perform beauty and the beast it, I, I was blown away. Um, it's it comes very highly regarded. You know, many people are saying this is probably the best stage show on the, on the ocean. But it it is amazing. It blew my socks off. I would I would go back on the dream just to just to see that. Tony, is it similar to the Broadway Beauty and the Beast, or is that what you were meaning when you said you've seen Broadway? It is. It is. It's based. It's actually based on the film. Okay. Um, but it is. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, it, it's you know it's a combination of the film, the animated movie. Uh, I, I can't explain it. You you need to see it and you need to be blown away. Well, that makes me almost want to go on the dream then just to see it. Now I would if you're going to do that, make sure you go on the four night because I think the three night is just a bit of a tease as far as cruises go. You know everybody says that, and I can see how that's true a little bit. Yeah, I mean if if you're listening to this and you're a first time cruiser. Um, you know, you think three nights, it's very short. Four nights is only one day longer. It really makes a difference. Um, I think with three nights, you know, you're just getting into the groove of, of, of the, of cruising and it's time to start packing up and head home. The only thing I will say though, is there's two good reasons to do a three night. One, it's all you can afford because that's a lot of people. These cruises are expensive. And two, you don't know how you're going to feel about a cruise. You know, because it's it's a good way to get your feet wet if you're on the fence, because some people are, you know, not everybody thinks, wow, a cruise would be great, you know. So in that well, case, I don't think it's a bad idea. You know, we've only done seven nights. I've gone on two cru- cruises ever, and they're both seven nights. And we were looking at next year's Christmas cruise out of Galveston at six nights. And my husband was like, nope, can't do it. We've got to do seven. Seven's not even long enough for us. So <laughs> we're hooked. Yeah, I can. I would love to do a seven night. The only time I did a seven night was in Norway. That was fantastic. And it did feel like just kind of almost the perfect amount of time. Because our four night um, Thanksgiving one, it was a little short, you know. Thankfully, we were going to Disney. We went there for like a couple days afterward. But, you know, otherwise, I mean, hey, it's all we could afford. It worked. It was Thanksgiving. It was fantastic. But... I wouldn't have minded longer. So, 
Chris, what was your favorite entertainment? Or did you even oh, <laughs> enjoy okay. any of the entertainment? Okay, so I don't enjoy the shows. I'll be perfectly honest. There are one or two shows. If I'm on a seven night, I might go to two, maybe. We did not go to one show on this cruise. However, this cruise being a four night, they only had three shows. And one of the nights they had the Frozen premiere. So... I went to that, and I think it made it extra special. First of all, I thought Frozen 2 was actually a better movie than Frozen 1. I thought, you know, the themes were a little more grown up. It was very well done. The music was good. You know, there's something about seeing a movie for the first time on the ship. You get your popcorn. You're kind of snuggled in. It was great. I I saw it first with my daughter and then with, you know, the rest of the family. We went back and saw it again. So that's, that would be my top entertainment, you know. We got to see Star Wars premiere. Um, oh, wow. We got on the boat the day after it came out in the theaters. And so oh, that was the first day of our cruise. That was exciting. The 3D showing of it was in a smaller theater, and it was so packed. So we went in the Walt Disney Theater. They showed it in both theaters at the same time. Yeah. And uh, – that it was exciting, and of course, all the energy and people cheered at the end. So that was a lot of fun. But one thing that I wanted to share, and I didn't, I didn't know this, and maybe I'll did. Like on the seven night cruise, you know, they also bring out, uh, bring on other entertainment perform at night in the Walt Disney Theater. And for instance, buckets and boards. Um, have y'all heard of that group or those performers? No, I haven't heard of them. Tony, have you heard of buckets and boards? Only from my discussions with you. Okay, they've been performing on Disney cruise ships, I think, for over 10 years. And they're, they're actually out of Branson, but they're a percussion, uh, two guys that are, have humor and percussion and tap dance and play buckets. But they actually flew them home from the Grand Cayman. So they got on our boat in Galveston, and after they performed, they flew them back. And then they, they were telling me that they'll fly them out to Jamaica before to jump on the boat to perform for a couple of nights. There was a magician. He also got on in Grand Cayman when these guys were flying back. And so I found that kind of fascinating that Disney will pay the money for these people to fly back and forth to, for your entertainment. So you're not seeing the same thing every night on a long cruise. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we and, had... and some, sometimes they, um, you know, when you said that the magician got on in Grand Cayman, what they will do is they'll they'll be on uh, other cruise lines. Like they might have been on a oh. Royal Caribbean cruise, drops them off in Grand Cayman, and then they get on the Disney cruise for two nights until it gets back to the States. So they kind of use the, you know, they use ports of call as, as their entry points on some of these cruises. That must be a really fascinating life. Can you imagine I mean, it would be exhausting, too. So I noticed that we, when we were in Norway, they did that with some of the, like, they had a magician come on, and they had some acrobats and stuff like that. And I was trying to figure out what it must be like to fly into one of these little tiny towns up in the fjords. Obviously, you're in a little tiny plane, but it's probably a little scary, you know. But that's how they get around, and I, I just thought that was fascinating. By the way, Chris, I think it's pronounced fjords. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. I appreciate it. One thing I wanted to talk about was room categories because I know that a lot of us have very strong opinions about what type of room we want to be in when we cruise. So I'll go ladies first again. Rachel, what kind of room category did you have? Well, I had a veranda and 
it's it's all Tony's fault that I do because last year, well, when we planned our first cruise ever, I called Tony and I said, what do I do? Do I do veranda or um, inside stateroom? And he sold me on sitting on my balcony eating room service for breakfast. You're welcome. (laughs) So now, you know, what is the saying? Once you've been there, it's hard to go back. I don't know if I mean, I, that's all I know. Uh, we did one of those rooms that I did not get to pick my room. It was assigned to me. And it immediately, as soon as I found out, I was out walking and I saw it had popped up on my app. And I called Tony and I started running. And I'm like, Tony, I've got my room. Um, I was on deck five, which made me a little nervous because I I hadn't been that low before. And I was on the port side which is on the left-hand side. It was just your regular deluxe veranda room. We, we weren't the extended one. We did not have a pull-down bed from the ceiling. However, what I enjoyed about it was we were about 10 rooms away from the kids' club. So Parker was able to go back and forth. I gave him checkout privileges. And I felt comfortable with that, with him being nine, because he could easily take him, check himself out and come straight back to our room. So that worked out fabulous. We had a wonderful view. And, you know, I, the room I'd previously had was a deluxe family, which was, you know, a little bit bigger than the one we had this time. But we had plenty of space. So, um I'm just a little spoiled with the veranda, but honestly, I don't sit on it. I sit out there very much. Okay, Tony, what kind of room did you have? All right, so Cheryl's going to get very angry with me for saying this, but uh, we like the category 5E uh, on the dream and the fantasy. They are extended verandas on the rear of the ship. That is called the aft uh, of, of section of the ship. Um, Wait, the these... rear is called the aft? Yes. Okay, I know how I'm going to remember that. All right, carry on. <laughs> and... Uh, these verandas are big enough uh, that you can fit. You, you actually do get two regular chairs, a table, and two lounge chairs. Uh, so they're big enough to lay down. Um, and, you know, the, the views are spectacular because you're looking. If you don't mind seeing where you've been, it's pretty good. Uh, the cool thing is, is that when we do pull in the Castaway Key, they do, re- you know, come in uh, reverse. So you're getting a, a bird's eye view as we're pulling in. And then as you leave, uh, you know, you're, you're the last person to, to see Castaway Key in the distance. Um, so the, the views are great back there. A um, lot of sun. And like I said, the, the verandas are very big. So, uh, you know, we, we shoot for those whenever we go. That's, that's why we won't do a GTY, uh, which is the guaranteed stateroom that Rachel was saying how, you know, sometimes they're a little cheaper. And then Disney will allocate the room based on, uh, availability once final payments have been made and then they've moved people around. Um, but we don't like to take that chance. Uh, we like to know which stateroom we're getting. So we will, we will try to book early because the extended verandas do fill up, uh, because there's not that many of them on, on the ship. Uh, so that, uh, that's where we stay. And we were on deck nine on the dream. Okay. 
I was on deck two, which we're on deck two a lot because I don't like to spend a lot of money. We actually did have a porthole this time. I've been on inside cabins. Didn't really bother me. The porthole was kind of nice. The kids like sitting in it. It was pretty big. So, and incidentally, we were right across from the Enchanted Garden and did not hear any noise at all. You know, there was a big hallway kind of separating us and then sort of a service area and um, also the DVC sales center was right down there. No noise at all. It was very private. It was kind of nice because we had two rooms. They weren't connecting, but or they weren't adjoining. No connecting, sorry. But they were right next to each other. So the kids were going back and forth. They were able to make a lot of noise and not really bother anyone. So kind of a perfect area for us. I would do it again. The picture you posted of Thomas in the porthole, was that in your room? That was in our room, yeah. Oh, those were that's big. It was big because they're different sizes. It just depends on where you are, right? I mean, Tony would know more than me. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. I thought that was one of the ones in the hallway. No, that was, well, and he's kind of a little guy, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I think, you know, I mean, it was, it was good. It was, I mean, their rooms are laid out so well that as long as I have a deluxe cabin when, you know, when it's the kids and everything, because I do like having the, you know, the split bath and everything, but really I, as long as I can get on the ship, I am not picky at all. Well, remember, so. as far as staterooms go, uh, Disney Cruise Line staterooms are on average 25% larger than the industry standard. Is that the case? I know that I was able to cruise on, um, not cruise, sorry, let me start that over. I was on a Royal Caribbean for a ship tour for work, and it was an Oasis class, and I was surprised at how small the cabins were. Um, and they also, like, I don't think you can beat Disney storage. Like, they they do an excellent job of making you feel like you have tons of space. Um, yeah. You know, ever ever since they crowded. brought in those those tall beds, it's it's a game changer. It is. Because um, I remember when the original beds were actually two twin beds that they could move. So, like, if you and Liza were traveling together, the beds would separate. So you could actually have, like, two twin-sized beds in there. Okay. And then they would just join them together and put sheets over them to make a, you know, a full size or a king size or queen size, whatever size the bed that was. Right. Um, but then when the new ships came out, they made the beds higher. And then I think they retroactively went back and got rid of all the, the movable twins to like one size and then lifted them up. Cause that, that under the bed storage is amazing. We actually put one of the kids under there. Did you really, that's we a did. good way to we kind did. of give you more yeah. space. It is. <laughs> Your girls are pretty tiny though. So maybe that works. Alrighty. Okay. What did you think your highlight for your kids was on the cruise? I think I know what Rachel's going to say. Gosh, what do you think I'm going to say? Cause well, no, it, his was the kids club. Actually, I got through the whole thing. His was actually the kids club. He loved it. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Cause I, that also means he loved being away from us, but, right. <laughs> But we would eat dinner, and we had we had the second um, dining, so it was later. And he would finish and say, "Can we? Go, can I go to the kids' club?" And we were like, "Have at it!" And uh, you know that gave us time to enjoy our meal and just take our time. But he had just the best time on there, and that that was uh, I don't know if that was worth its money to me. You know, just that he had fun and met people from 
not only all over the country, but even from other countries. And I love that he gets exposed to, you know, different cultures through the kids club and, you know, just, I don't know. I, I, I love the kids clubs and can't speak highly enough about it. Yeah. I feel the same way. What about you, Tony? Well, I miss the kids clubs Aww. because, because my girls are way too old for the kids clubs now. But and... they can go in the teen club, right? They can. Lily did. Isabel didn't. Isabel is uh, 17. This is her last cruise as a child. Uh, she will be an adult next time. Uh, so she will be in the 18 to 20 society, which is the, the next level for non-drinking age cruisers. They don't have their own club, but they do have a couple of gatherings during the course of the cruise. They were uh, doing a lot on ours. Yeah. Like there were a lot, uh, maybe because it was a Thanksgiving cruise and they were like kids back from college and stuff, but they were very active. Right. Um, she's very excited the next cruise she gets to come to Paolo. And because she's gold, of course, I mean, uh, platinum, uh, she just moved from gold to platinum. So she will be able to get her free meal, even if she cruises without us. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so how many cruises do you need to be platinum? You, you are platinum after 10. So on your 11th cruise, you become platinum. Wow. Okay. And it, and and it for... does not matter if you do 11 three-day cruises, you're platinum. If you do, I'm sorry, if you do 10 three-day cruises, you're platinum. If you do 10 seven-day cruises, you're platinum. Okay. So there are a lot of people who get upset because, you know, if you do it on three-day cruises, it takes you 30 days. If you do it on seven-night cruises, it takes you 70 you know, right. It doesn't. It doesn't matter the length of the sailing. All that matters is that it is a sailing. But the perks are basically you get to register for everything early, right? Uh, you get to register for things earlier. Once you are platinum, you get to go in the first boarding group, regardless of the boarding group you get assigned when you log into the website. You also get so you get first pick at the cruise, first pick at excursions, first boarding group. You. Don't get uh, you get uh, discounts uh, on your in on ship purchases. Uh, you get your castaway club bag. Each each group gets a different uh, uh, level of gift. Like everybody gets the the over the shoulder bag, uh, but then gold gets something additional in it, and then platinum gets whatever the gold got plus a little something extra. So there's there's different levels of gifts. So I'd like to complain. When I did, so I was really lucky. I got to go on a fantasy launch. Like it was like a free cruise. It was a three night and it was awesome. I'd never been on a cruise before. So it was kind of like a very different experience. I, I literally thought I wouldn't like it and totally came off that ship, you know, like in love with the idea of at least DCL. So I found out cause I was, I, I went on that cruise at Thanksgiving. It was kind of spur of the moment sort of thing. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I bet I'm gold. And it didn't even matter because it's not like I'm signing up for all kinds of stuff. The only thing I care about is Remy and Paulo. And I called up and they were like finding all the cruises that I'd been on because like one of them was registered incorrectly and all that. And they're like, well, the fantasy doesn't count. And I was like, what? So I'm not gold, even though I have oh. five. I know. And, you know, OK, yeah, I was lucky to go on that cruise. It was pretty awesome. But. It should have counted, right? I don't know. You would think. So, yeah, a bit, maybe because it's free. I don't know. So yeah, I was disappointed. So, but I'm. I have friends actually who have um, booked like a three night. Like they were really close. Like you know, you said they booked a three night just like spur of the moment to get to platinum. Well, in in the old days, uh, Disney, like when they were up in New York, they used to have the one day cruise to nowhere. 
ah. where it, it would just go out overnight into, uh, you know, off the off the coast of New York, uh, like pretty much make it to the end of Long Island and then turn around and come back. Why on earth would they do that? Uh, they needed to fill a day. Okay. And Did you ever go on that? No, God, no. Okay. Would, would people stay the night or was it just a day? No, it was it was an overnight. They used to have one or two night cruises to nowhere. Hmm. Two I, I could see. Which I don't believe they do anymore. Yeah, well, two I could see. They do the two night out of San Diego, don't they? Yeah, uh, they do. Yeah. Which I just, I mean, why even unpack a bag? I, I just no, I'm, I can total. I would totally do it. I would, I would fly out to San Diego to do it two night if it was seriously? cheap enough. Oh yeah, like I don't need a long time on the ship. So, but I'm not like you guys. I don't do a lot of activities. If I get on a cruise ship. I plant myself and don't move. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, like I went on one with another travel agent, a friend of mine who owns an agency. She was having a really hard time. Her mother had just passed away and we decided to do like a little girl's uh, trip. And we sat in the hot tub with all these little old people because for some reason they were like, it was full of old folks on this cruise. We had the best time with them. They were like the funniest people. And that's all I did for like four nights. I sit in a hot tub. Um, I was pretty shriveled, but so I don't, I don't, you know, like I remember one time we went with like another family and they're like, we got to watch the Jack Jack race. And I'm like, Oh, I've already had children. I don't care about other people's, you know, children crawling. So I'm not fun. Do you do the Jack Jack race, Rachel? No, I do not. But I did do napkin folding and towel folding. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done that either. I did go to a thing where the kids, and this wasn't that cruise. I did do the thing where you go and you make a race car out of a potato. What? <laughs> so we had, That's always fun. Well, because have you all done that? It's like Is that when you have club. Well, it, no, it was in one of the lounges. Like it's the, the piston convert- cup. Well, it was something like that. I mean, like everybody did like a little, like you got these vegetables and then you designed a car. Ours went like six feet. It was cute. So I like stuff like that, but I, I just, I don't know. I'm lazy. So my kid's favorite thing was kind of similar to Rachel's in that, well, first of all, they love the aqueduct. I, I really don't think you can beat the aqueduct, especially when you're in Nassau and everyone gets off the ship and the kids are just like over and over and over. And they ended up doing the same thing at Castaway. They did not want to leave the ship. So they didn't get off the ship. But I would say their favorite thing was probably the kids clubs. Sophie met like some really nice girls and they were just running all over the ship. Every now and then she would pop up and like they would all be sweaty and their hairs flying and they're just laughing their heads off. And Eric met some really fun kids too and had the best time, which is why I really want to go on a cruise again this summer because he turns 18 in August and he won't be able to do that again. So I thought, you know, if, if, if that will probably be our summer vacation um, is another cruise, even if it's just a three night, just to give him that one last kind of hurrah. So I, in fact, I didn't see him on Thanksgiving. I, he didn't come to dinner with us. And he sort of said like around four o'clock, he's like, mom, do I have to go to dinner? And I'm like, just go have fun. It's our last night. Um, it was weird not having Thanksgiving dinner with my kid, but on the other hand, there was another mom at the table with two kids. She's a single mom, and her kids were miserable and just itching to get away. So I think that is kind of a drawback on these cruises, or a plus, depending on how you look at it, is your kids just basically are like, they really want to hang out with other kids. So, 
but how awesome is that that we all have kids you know in different age ranges yeah and they were all entertained by the activity. I, I mean, I think that's just yes. a testament to Disney's programming. I agree 100%. I will say one thing. Um, my twins at the t- well, they're 12, and they are kind of young for 12. You know, they're not like real, like savvy yet. And we thought, well, it's kind of nice because they can use the little kids club and they can use the, the, the you know, sort of middle club, the m- teenagers you know, like 12, what is it? Is it 10 to 14 for that club? I think it's 11 to 14. 11 to 14. Okay. So they could use both clubs. And I thought in particular that Thomas would, you know, enjoy that both of them going back and forth. Cause I know that when Eric um, was that age, he would go back and forth, but, but neither one of them did. They all went to the, you know, older kids club and enjoyed that. I think they both went in the little kids club one time, like on the first day, but they were like, nah, but those kids clubs are awesome if you have little ones. So, okay. Let's talk about what we would do differently because I think every time you go on a vacation, especially when you sell travel for a living, you kind of think about what you might have done differently. Rachel, what do you think? Well, I repeated the same mistake I made in on my first cruise, and that was I did an excursion in Jamaica. I um, where Disney's boat ports in Jamaica is so far from all of these excursions. And our first cruise, we did the um, rat- tubing down the Martha Bray River, which was really pretty, but it was a long ride there in a van with no air conditioning, and it was a long ride back. This time we did the Duns River Falls and the bobsled. Uh, we were there on Christmas Eve. Well, Christmas Eve in Jamaica is evidently a huge deal. And everyone comes out into the front of their yards and they kind of get together and they start celebrating. Well, it wasn't that bad on the way there, but it's an hour and a half bus ride. On the way back, it took us I think it was three hours to get back to the boat. We were late. We weren't the latest. And thankfully, we were on a Disney excursion because if we hadn't been, the boat would have left. But we didn't make it back to the boat till an hour after the boat was supposed to take off. Wow. And the the traffic... Oh, go ahead. That's what I was going to ask. Was it because of the traffic? Well, our, our server was from Jamaica, and he was saying... He knew this was going to be a bad day to begin, you know, before we even got there because he was the one who told us about Christmas Eve being a big deal in Jamaica. And he was saying, you know, I knew the traffic would be bad. What Then I later found out that there was a storm rolling in and the captain had hoped to get our boat out of there earlier. But because everyone was so delayed, uh, we didn't get out for... Gosh, I think we were supposed to leave at four and the boat didn't take off from the port until six o'clock. And so then they had to make up some time too on that. Duns River Falls is the one excursion you always hear about with Jamaica. And yeah, they're pretty and it's on their hundred dollar bill thing, which actually is, I guess, only worth like a dollar in American money. But I don't think it's worth that far of a drive and the money you spend to go climb those, or at least it wasn't in my experience. If I was going to get off in Jamaica again, the dolphin swim there, I haven't done it, but it's closer. And so many people who did do the beach day excursion, they said that that was nice and it was a lot closer to the port. 
but um, I, I would either stay on the boat or do something right near the boat. Okay. And Tony, what do you think? Uh, the one thing I would do differently is I would not try to go to Galaxy's Edge in the morning and miss the oh. first boarding group. <laughs> See, I kept saying to you, like, I was totally trying. I was like, Tony, just send the family to the ship and then take an Uber there later. They're not going anywhere. You will get on, you know, Galaxy. You'll get on Rise of the Resistance. But you were a good man and went with your family. Yeah, which is good because, you know, I kept checking and they, they still, my boarding group, I don't oh. think ever made it on. Yeah, that was, I, I like, I think I've told you I had way too much invested in that. Like, as soon as I got up, I'm like, is he there? Is he there? Well, thank you okay. for stalking me from uh, oh, 500 welcome. miles away. Ha, you're welcome. Okay. All right. So for me, I don't, I don't think I would do anything differently. I, we got off the ship and we were like, that was one of the best trips we've ever done. And I've said before, you know, like last year was kind of weird for us. Kevin had worked for this think tank for like 17 years and they shut down his section and he was on severance for the entire year and he didn't get a job until July. So from January till July, he was home, which is interesting. I'm sure all you ladies know what I'm talking about. And so we did a lot of travel last year. So we had a lot to, we just had like a great year as far as like family time and stuff. But I think that cruise was really a highlight. We had such a good time. I don't have any regrets. I will tell you, we, I didn't mention this under excursions um, and different things we had done, but we went to, so, so we got off the boat in Nassau and our kid had never really gone anywhere in the Caribbean before. And we wanted to kind of show him around, but we didn't really want to do an excursion. So we walked to the fort that they have there and it's called, Tony, do you know the name of the fort in Nassau? Isn't it Old Fort? I, maybe. <laughs> but we walked we walked to the fort just like three miles we just walked and you can walk along the ocean and there's all these beaches and it gets pretty local after a while which later on I found out that people people uh were robbed out there occasionally but we had a safe trip so we walked all the way there we checked out the fort we saw some historical stuff and then we walked back and it was just so fun because we had left the twins on the boat but we went with Eric and uh you know he likes history and stuff so it was just like it was just good family time and I think that is one thing about going on a cruise is you do get even if your kids are constantly running off to these, you know, kids clubs, you do get some good family time. Oh, and related to that, okay, my regret, I need to find out why my Wi-Fi was going so fast because I had to work some of that time. I actually ran payroll on the ship. I need to figure out next time. And I kept thinking, why didn't I ask Tony how to use my Wi-Fi more effectively? Their internet I, desk is is phenomenal. If you have any type of issues, they're, okay. they're very helpful. I think I have, must have had apps refreshing in the background or something. A lot of times people forget to turn off their mail refreshing if they are on the internet. Okay. And uh, your mail will gobble up. That had to be it. Like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? We just spent, like when we were in Castaway Key, we decided not to go off the ship. And the kids swam and I swam a little bit. And then I, like I said, I did payroll because it was like so relaxing. Like if I could do my paperwork there, I would be a happy woman. It was beautiful. So it was a good cruise. Can't wait to go again. If you had to give advice to a first-time cruiser, and I'll start with Tony this time, what would you tell them? All right, first-time cruiser. Uh, you know, contrary to what you said before, Chris, I'm going to advocate for the four-night cruise if you've never cruised before. I think it's the perfect length. You get to do every restaurant in the dining rotation, and you're not, you know, packing up on night three because you do have to have your luggage out that the night before sting. you go. 
Yeah. Um, so for night crews, use a travel agent. You know, I'm not just saying that because I am a travel agent, but a travel agent, especially one who specializes in Disney and or Disney cruises, is going to be a tremendous resource. You know, cruising, even if you're a Disney expert, you know, with the parks, cruising is a different beast. Um, and you want to find an agent who has experience with the ships because I, I think that, you know, a lot of times agents will sell a product and they've not really experienced it. So if you can get somebody who's been on a cruise and experienced what Disney has to offer, it's really beneficial. Uh, so use an agent. Um, the third thing is prepare for a different type of Disney vacation. If you're used to going to the parks and you're used to getting up for rope drop and you're gonna you're a park ninja and you're up at seven in the morning and you come back at midnight, cruising is a completely different attitude. There's as much or as little Disney as you want. Uh, you know, if you want to chase down all the characters and go to all the meet and greets and get all the autographs and all the pictures, you know, that's great. That's your prerogative. If you want to avoid the characters and you just want to grab a cool drink and sit in front of the pool or hang out on a veranda, you can do that as well. So the nice thing about cruising is that there's a little bit of something for everyone and not everybody cruises the same way. You know, it's not like going to the parks where you've got to worry about crowds and you know crowd calendars and jersey week and spring break and you know the cruise is a set number of guests you know if you're on the dream of the fantasy the max capacity is 4,000 people even if it's 4,000 people it doesn't seem crowded you know and I, I I'm sure you guys have had the same experience on the on the dream or the the fantasy yeah um the wonder's a little different it's only about 2,500 guests but even so you, you never feel you know, we've all been in the Magic Kingdom on a busy day and it gets pretty tight, you know, and sometimes you just you need to step out because you, you need to catch your breath. You just feel all boxed in. I've never felt that way on a cruise. That's a really good point. I have to agree. And I sometimes tell people like they'll want to travel during the holidays, like a Christmas or Thanksgiving, and they'll say, oh, I don't know if I can handle the crowds. And I'm like, well, maybe consider a cruise because there's only so many people you can fit on that ship. And you will not feel the same kind of crowded you might at like Disney World during a busier time. So exactly. So Rachel, tell us what you would tell someone. My two words of it. Well, I would first um, echo everything Tony says because I think he is the cruise guru. Yeah. But two things of advice that come to mind. First would be newer does not actually mean better and my first cruise was on the fantasy and then this one was on the wonder and I was very hesitant because it was an older ship it was a smaller ship and I actually loved it more than I did the fantasy and I was very shocked by that and I think it just the dining didn't the dining rooms are smaller and didn't feel so overwhelming to me it just felt like a more intimate experience everywhere we went so that would be one of my words of advice. Now, some people might not like the wonder be better than the fantasy, but just saying just because it's older, I, you know, don't expect to be less impressed. Rachel, I'm going to jump in here and say it's kind of like, you know, going to Disneyland after having been at Disney World. You know, it's a little quainter. It's a little older, but it's comfortable. Exactly. And then my other piece of advice would be, do not feel that you need to get off the boat every time it stops at a port. I, I, I totally feel you pay so much money to be on that boat 
that you need to take advantage of the activities on the boat rather than pay more money to go do something somewhere else. Now, you know, we, we did some excursions that we loved in Cozumel. We went to salsa and salsa and learned to salsa dance and made salsa and made margaritas and had a blast. Wait a minute. You salsa danced? Oh, I know how to salsa dance, girl. Do you really? I just can't see this. Oh, I learned in Spain. Um, wow. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. I, I took salsa lessons once a week in Spain for three months. Or, wow. Um, yeah. And, and there's no criticism here because I can barely walk. So the idea of me trying to, you know what? I was, I saw that whole Shakira halftime show and I was like, how does she dance like that? And I tried it and I actually hurt my shoulder. <laughs> that's how uncoordinated I am. Like I hurt my shoulder trying to dance with my hips. So I didn't try it for very long, just like a minute. I'm no Shakira by any means, but, um, no, I, I took dance growing up so I can tap and anywho, that's another story for another day. Tap dancing. I want to see that too. (laughs) Um, and and I can two steps. So anywho, but I just think, you know, just because the boat stops does not mean you have to get off. And sometimes that's some of the best time to enjoy the boat because there are fewer people on it. Just like you got to ride the aqueduct, Chris, you know, because there were less people yeah. on, so the lines are less. And sometimes you need to just take advantage of that. Okay. I like that. I think mine would be eat at Remy. Don't be shy. Just eat at Remy. Try it out. Also, you know, the ice cream is delicious and it's pretty much nonstop. So have that. Mine's all and about calorie free. It's calorie free. I have that on good good authority from Tony, who knows things about cruising. So I'm going to turn this over to Tony to close out the show. All right, thanks, Chris. As always, the Mouse and More is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. If you're thinking about a Disney cruise, a Disney destination, or any other cruise or destination for that matter, reach out to Main Street and More and let Chris connect you with the right agent for your needs. Our website is MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. You can follow us on Twitter. I think Adam's still here. Adam, what's our Twitter handle? It's at the Mouse and More. Excellent, thank you. And we are on Instagram. Liza, do you have our Instagram handle? At the Mouse and More. Excellent. Thank you, Liza. Yay! Uh, as, as always, we're on Facebook. The Facebook group is the Mouse and More Podcast. On behalf of Chris, Liza, Adam, and Rachel, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast, wishing you fair winds and following seas. Good night, Good night. everybody. Good night. Good night.